Wow, we shared so much. I'm having a vulnerability hangover. What does it mean that I don't? <laughs> I mean that there's information about your ass all over the internet. Fair. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Bad in Bed, the queer sex podcast. I'm Gabrielle Cassell. And I'm Bobby Box. And every week we're going to be getting together with industry experts to talk to you about things like bisexuality, butt sex, strap on sex and fisting, sexual astrology, painful sex, is monogamy boring, and so much more. Basically, Bad in Bed is the queer sex education you never had, but always wanted and always deserved. Period. It's, uh, it's out there. cannot believe we are recording the first official episode of the Bad in Bed podcast. Bad in Bed, the queer sex podcast, has been a brainchild of Bobby and I since we first met nearly two years ago at sex camp. But more on that below. Let's start. Who the hell are your hosts? Well, everything you need to know about Bobby and I is that we are cancer risings, meaning that we're sensitive as fuck. Very sensitive. (laughs) Very sensitive. Very anxious, collectors of sex toys, bisexual, and people who have dedicated their careers to creating the queer sex content that we wish we had gotten in school. That's right. All right, Bobby, tell us a little bit more about yourself. All right. Well, I am my favorite subject, so let me get into this. Uh, (laughs) My name name is uh, Bobby Box, as she said. I am a true verse queer who uses the pronouns he, him. I've been writing about sex for nearly a decade and came out to an editor of all people halfway through my career. Since doing that, I've shifted my focus to queer sex and became a certified sex educator hellbent on providing queer people with the sex education our school's curriculum ignored. Um, I have a sex column with Grindr called Gay Sex Ed, and I work for Playboy as a resident male sex writer. This part I probably shouldn't say, but I'm also quite active some might argue too active on Twitter, and was once permanently suspended for recording and posting a Jessica Simpson music video. Wait, what, what music video? That matters. Okay, well, it was, um, you know, the one with you. It's like she's in her apartment just singing about like how much she loves her husband, Nick Lachey, who she's not with. Yeah, so I posted that on like imagining being reunited with your hairdresser once all this pandemic was over. And I got an email being like, don't do this. If you don't take it down immediately, we will suspend you. And I guess I didn't do it quick enough. And then I lost my Twitter account. Rest in peace. I know. I'm very sad about it. I'm trying to rebuild another one, but it's not going great. How about you, Gabby? Tell me more about you. All right. So Bobby calls me Gabby. Everyone else calls me GK. My full name is Gabrielle Cassell. I use she, her pronouns, and I'm a queer, bisexual, sporty dyke, at least for now. My sexuality is always evolving. And I'm a sex educator and sex journalist who creates content at the intersection of queerness, sexual health, and pleasure. I'm published all over the internet. And when I'm not writing queer sex content for the internet, I'm reading, I'm coaching CrossFit, I'm doing jigsaw puzzles in Sudoku, watching the L word read ones or looking at house porn on Zillow. And like Bobby, I am a true verse too. 
Um, can you tell me what house porn on Zillow is? I have no idea what you're talking about. I like to go on Zillow.com, which is like, I don't know, they have apartments and houses that are for sale in the area and look at houses I cannot afford and will never be able to afford and swoon at their bathroom tiles and massive kitchens. Okay. All right. I guess I kind of do the same thing, but I do lifestyle wise when I watch every single franchise of the Real Housewives. I'm just like, that's what I want. You know, I just want to like throw charity events and <laughs> drink some people's faces, you know? Look, we're cancers. Domesticity gets us off. Oh, yes. 100%. Cool, cool, cool. Some background information for all of you is at the time of publication or recording, only 17 states require that sex ed be medically accurate and seven states actively prohibit sex ed from discussing LGBTQ identities and relationships. So basically, Bad in Bed aims to fix that. Okay, Gabby. So tell us why the, uh, this uh, podcast is called Bad in Bed. Okay, so I have a joke, a party joke, when I was going to parties and it wasn't in the middle of the global pandemic, about the fact that I became a sex journalist to compensate for the fact that I'm bad in bed. And that's not not true. Okay, well, uh, I, on the other hand, don't have the humility to joke about being bad in bed and will just say that I've made a number of mistakes while exploring my sexual self and, as I mentioned before, once made a pit stop to the ER for a bum-related injury. But we'll discuss that in a later episode, so make sure you subscribe to hear all the gritty details. Now, to be clear, Bobby and I do not think it is actually possible to be bad in bed, but really the podcast name is a play on words. Our hope here is to give you tools to help make your own queer sex lives more pleasurable than maybe they already are. All right, Gabby, so let's do some rapid fire questions so our listeners can get to know us better. What do you say? Let's do it. Hit me. Let's start fairly simple. Uh, how do you define sex, Gabby? All right, I'm gonna borrow the definition from my friend and sex educator, Rachel Wright. She defines sex as any meaningful act of pleasure. And I fucking love that definition because it shows that sex can be so much more inclusive than just penis and vagina intercourse. It can include things like scissoring, strap-on play, rimming, anal fingering, vibrator play, mutual masturbation, all that good stuff. Okay, I love that. Um, yeah, because generally speaking, I think something you and I have both found in writing about sex is that people tend to think that sex is like penetration, it, whether it's tongue and butt, whether it's, you know, anything like that, but it's a whole bunch of different things. Like for me personally, I describe it as um, intimacy between two consenting adults that uh, involves genitals and toys or anything of that nature. Love that. Love yeah. that. So now we're going to go a little bit deeper. I mean, question one was an easy one. That was a, I lobbed you a, a ball there. Uh, what do you think about, what are your fetishes and kinks? Can you just remind our listeners what the difference between the two is first? And then I'll answer that. Oh, absolutely. Yes. Good point. Uh, a kink is something that arouses us and is not considered the sexual norm. Whereas a fetish is a sexual act or object that is nearly always necessary for the person to become aroused to enjoy sex. So one's like something you favor while another one's like a requirement. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I would say as of right now, I do not have any fetishes, but of course, my sexuality is always evolving. In terms of kinks, ooh, I'm a big fan of being tickled during sex and love me some feet. 
Oh, oh wow! I didn't know this about you. I haven't written about it. I was saving it for this for our uh, for our oh. first ever podcast. Well, I'm not get, letting you uh, get by that easy. Tell me more. What do you like to do with feet? Okay, so here's my thing. I like any sex act that brings my partner pleasure. And I love how often folks are surprised by how much pleasure potential is in their feet, whether that is sucking their toes or biting their heels or tickling them or, you know, wetting a finger and oh, oh, wow. penetrating the toe. <laughs> oh. God, I might regret recording this, but whatever. Um, so yeah, I just big fan of people. <laughs> fan of feet play oh my gosh okay right. I didn't don't, know let this. Be, don't let me be the only one who's being vulnerable here please tell me you have a kink or fetish to talk oh about. please yeah okay so I'm similar to you in that I don't have like a fetish that I could point out or nothing that I necessarily need mm. but I have a kink that I've never truly explored that I've always wanted to since I was a kid like I mean a kid I was watching porn and I was turned on by it so mm. my kink is when burly men smoking cigars. Mm. Okay, mm. so I remember when I was younger, like, I mean, I think I was 13. I would always visit a website called smokinghunks.com. And I was so turned on by these big, like, leather-clad men that it, I think it had, like, a lasting impact on me. Like, I would visit mm -hmm. this website every single day, and it would just be these muscular, hairy men smoking cigars and, like, calling me a pig. Honestly, I love that for you. And I honestly don't think that our sexuality in this aspect is that different. My first kiss ever was with a girl who smoked cigarettes. And for like the first five people I made out with after that, if they didn't smoke, I wasn't interested in them. No way. Yeah, I had to kind of do some brain rewiring because I am a CrossFit coach and the idea of limiting my dating pool to people who <laughs> smoke. Um, felt counterintuitive, but I hear you with the smoking thing, the smell, the scent, the visual, mm, here for it. Gabby, I didn't know this, and now I feel less alone. I feel like when I used to tell people on Grindr and stuff, they'd be like, okay, weirdo, and then move on, you know? And so that's nice. I'm really glad that we have, like, a little bit of community there. Any of our listeners feel that way, please let us know. Do you think we need to create a disclaimer here where we tell people that we're not endorsing smoking? <laughs> yeah, yeah, maybe we or should. Or team lung health, you know, just throwing it out <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah. Uh, next question, uh, what are your love languages, Gabby? Mm. Words of affirmation, definitely my love language. Tell me I'm pretty. Tell me I'm the muscle nugget of your dreams. Tell um, me that my eyes match my sports bra and it makes them look green. Love all that. And also physical touch, but non-sexual physical touch. So more like intimacy boosting physical touch. Mm -hmm. So having my, having my head scratched, getting my back tickled, um, having my hand held, that kind of physical touch. Uh, you feel so yeah. good. Uh, I mean, I'm very similar in the way that I do love words of affirmation. I don't know mm -hmm. if that's more a love language or that I'm just deeply insecure. <laughs> But um, my second love language, uh, aside, I mean, touch is up there, but I would say gifts. Mm. And I know like it makes me feel like a spoiled brat when I say that, but I think it's just really sweet when someone like takes the time out of their day to purchase something just because they love you. Mm. And it's like, it doesn't have to be anything big. It could be like my favorite chocolate bar from the bodega down the street. You know what I mean? Mm. So yeah. wait, so our listeners know what is your favorite chocolate bar? Uh, I'm a Kit Kat chunky kind of guy. Mm. You mm. know, like I don't want those little break off sticks. I want that big chunk. Well, oh, 
that can go into other things. But uh, yeah, Kit Kat Chunky. What about you? Um, okay, also a big fan of Kit Kats, but it's funny that you say that about words of affirmation. Like, is that my love language or am I just insecure? Because yeah. on my busiest days, if you ask me what my love language is, I'm like, my, my love language is acts of service. And it's like, GK, your love language isn't acts of service. You just really need to hire a virtual assistant. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's hard to get that. Like, it's like, is this what I love romantically or just what I need in my life right now? Mm, mm. Yeah. All right. All right. What's uh, another question? All right. Um, this one's a little more, uh, we're going to have to get a little vulnerable here. Uh, what is something sex related that you'd like to improve on? Okay. So we'll have a whole episode on strap on sex, but strap on sex is my favorite sex act of all time. Nothing makes me feel sexier than putting on a harness and dildo and like walking around my house while I do the dishes. Mm. I can't explain it. Is, it, is there like a weight to it? Is that There's what it is? There's a weight to it. There's a sway to it. I like, I just, I look down at myself and I'm like, mm. it like brings okay. me so much gender euphoria. Love that. But then I get into the bedroom and I'm wearing a strap on. And oftentimes I feel like the dildo is controlling me as opposed to me controlling the dildo. Now, maybe that's because I'm sleeping primarily with size queens. <laughs> <laughs> but I would love to get to a point where I feel like these hips of mine can control dildos the way I would like them to. I love that answer because I have no experience with strap on sex. I mean, I, ha I sleep with women on occasion and I've never, I should do that. Mm. You're really getting me into it. Um, well, do you have anything else to add or should I go into mine? Tell me yours. Tell me yours. Okay. So mine is a little more boring, than that, but uh, I would say that something I'd like to improve on most is uh, my sexual confidence. Mm. Uh, I just want to feel sexier in myself. Like I know that when I came out, that almost happened immediately because I felt more myself and I was getting the attention that I always wanted to get. Mm -hmm. um, but just the other day, uh, I took a racy photo of my jock strap and I thought I'd post it to Twitter because I'd taken a boner pill for an article I was writing and it just got me like all riled up. Like I couldn't contain myself. I sent my boyfriend like I think four or five pictures and then like one of the less racier ones I put online. And um, I, the next morning I woke up, like, you know, the pill had worn off by then and I was mortified what I'd done. And I immediately took the picture down and I was like, why did I do that? You know, like it got good interaction, you know, people liked it, but I just couldn't, I was like, so ashamed of myself for some reason. I'm so sorry to objectify you, but I'm so sad that I didn't get to see the photo before you removed oh, it. Objectify me all you want, please, Gabby. Honestly. Bobby, you're so sexy. <laughs> it was, and like, I felt good at the time. You know what I mean? Like, I was taking it. I was really feeling myself. And um, yeah, it just like, I like sobered up in the morning after that pill. And I was like, nope, you're back to normal. You still don't think you're that sexy. Wait, you say sobered up. Did this pill make you feel intoxicated? I'm so curious. 100%. I felt like I taken an edible and like chugged uh 40 of beer like it was i just i felt very lightheaded um my whole body got warm i just was like all i wanted to do was get off i so i guess it works in the way it wants to but i'm going to be doing more research on that for the article and we'll probably revisit this topic in a couple weeks or so i'm obsessed yeah Wait, so i have a question for you yeah. Besides these boner pills, have you ever done anything else kind of out there for the sake of an article? 
Oh, yeah. So uh, this was back before I even came out, mm. which for listeners, uh, if you don't read any of my work, I only came out about three, four years ago. Mm. So um, I actually did, uh, I was like a webcam model for like a solid month mm. for an article I was writing for Playboy. And um, I have to tell you, it made me feel so confident in myself. Like I didn't have to show my face, but I would literally be cooking in my underwear and just like on webcam. And if they'd want to see something, they would pay and I would just whip it out. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What about you? Have you done anything like that for an article? I haven't done that, but I did use something called a pussy pump for an article once, which okay. basically looks like a little baby vacuum that goes over your junk and like suctions it in order to bring the blood flow to the surface. Mm -hmm. And um, this is the closest I have ever felt to feeling like I had a biological penis because my clit like, <laughs> I, like <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it besides <laughs> that noise. It just got like fat. It got like, it really? looked, yes. Um, so that's the thing I did. <laughs> I absolutely. So was it, did it feel good, this vacuum sensation? Or was it more like you were impressed by the visual? Um, it, it felt good. Yeah. It felt sensitive. I don't know if it's something I would try again. Yeah. I, I find that happens with us a lot. Like, I mean, there's so many different things out there. It's different strokes for different folks. Mm. I'm very basic when it comes to what I like with toys at least you're mm -hmm. a lot more out there with, with the devices than i am but i think we should move on okay let's talk about the time of day you like having sex gabby what is afternoon it? afternoon 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 what i am i every day like clockwork okay it's almost 2 p.m this time so you're about to get me at my horniest but at <laughs> 2 p.m eastern every day i have like 30 minutes where i'm like so horny Oh, that's amazing. Uh, see, uh, afternoon is like my least favorite time. What? Okay, what's your favorite time? If you say oh. morning sex, I'm going to roll my eyes so Well, hard. I say morning. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no shame on you morning sex lovers, but please give me tips for not having morning breath while getting it on. Oh, that's true, actually. You know what? But it's easy to go and take like, you know, uh, brush your teeth. Like if, if things start, you know, you start touching down there or like something happens, you know, you just both go up, brush your teeth, and you carry on. But I just find that I like morning sex because, well, I'm horniest in the morning, mm. but also because, like, I haven't eaten yet, and food tends to make me feel, like, tired or lackadaisical and bloated. Mm. So, I mean, morning sex, it just feels more spontaneous. Like, you wake up, you, you kind of you kiss each other, you touch each other, and then it just happens where it's mm. less like, okay, now's that time, you know, like, time, sex time. Mm. which I tend to favor, which is totally fine. I, I'm all for scheduling sex, but I tend to like it, at least with my partner, when it's more spontaneous and less like planned. It's so funny that neither of us said nighttime sex because I feel like when people think about sexy time, they're like, after 9 p.m. when the kids are asleep and you've already watched the evening news with your family. Right, yeah. I, I find that by night, like we, you've worked a full day, you're tired, you just want to lounge and like maybe, you know, watch a movie or something, you know, that can lead to some heavy petting, but I don't want to have sex at night. I'm like, I don't have the energy for this right now. Mm, I'm the same. <laughs> yeah. Like when I go, I want to go give my hundred percent and I can at night. It's just not for me. Wait. So Bobby, do you have a favorite sex act of all time? Yes. And, um, 
I would say that a lot based on the gay men I've spoken with or, you know, queer men, um, that rimming is one of our like favorite pastimes. Mm. It's, and I'll tell you why. So not only does it feel good and I personally love the taste of an asshole, but, um, I find that you don't, it's less, um, because it's less intrusive, you can kind of like just do it, you know, like it could just be a quick cleanup as opposed to like going in the shower and planning all day. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, you could still play with someone's asshole without going right into their rectum. <laughs> Wait, so what does an asshole taste like? You know what? That's hard to say. I would say if I could compare it to anything, have you ever licked someone's armpits before? Yeah, it's like sweaty. Yeah, it's like that. Mm. And like, I just, I love it because it puts the person receiving in a very vulnerable position and they're kind of like being very submissive for you. And it's purely just for their sexual enjoyment. Like there's no pain involved. There's no like, and there should never be pain involved, but sometimes there's some discomfort when you're playing around with, you know, your bum. And I find that analingus, as it's said a little more like, you know, professionally, um, just is the best. I, I can't get enough of it. Truly, I could eat ass or have my ass eaten all day long. All right, Gabby, you never, I never got to ask you this, but what is your favorite sex act of all time? Okay, so I've already said strap on sex, but I'm also going to take this opportunity to give some love to fisting or five finger fingering. I feel like it's not a sex act that a lot of people talk about, but it can be so pleasurable either as the giver or receiver. When I'm giving it, I feel so connected to my partner to feel their muscles contracting around my hand in the way that the pelvic floor muscles do. And when I'm receiving, it's only happened to me once or twice, but I too felt so connected to my partner and just overwhelmed by the sensation of fullness. Right. I think that that's something that people overlook when they hear of fisting or like fingering with, you know, more than two or three fingers Mm -hmm. is that it seems like a very extreme sex act, but people ignore the fact that it's super, super intimate. Mm -hmm. And people who engage in it tend to know like, you know, their limits and everything. So it's a very safe sex act if you're responsible about it. Mm -hmm. It's just Mm -hmm. very, it's, it's been given a bad rap as like a, oh, you know, who can get fisted, blah, blah, blah. But we get into sexual shame in a later episode. So I'm talking about vaginal fisting. I'm curious if, if from your end, like, do is anal fisting a thing? Is it a safe thing? Is it yeah. a thing folks like? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's actually more common than you think. Um, there's usually, like, if you go on to the apps like Grinder and Scruff, you'll find someone who will have capital FF in their profiles, and that means fist fucking, which means, like, that's what they're into. Mm. And at least where I live in Toronto, it's, like, I would say one of every four. Wow. Yeah. Those so, unofficial stats, Bob. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm totally going off the top of my head because I haven't been on them for a while. But um, it was, yeah, it's common, and... Um, Everyone seems to like it. Like I have a friend who's a sex worker and he said the first time he ever did it, it was so overwhelming that he actually passed out. He was giving, like he was putting his fist in and he said that like just the sensation on his hand made him faint. Wow. Yeah. So I was like, okay, well I clearly need to do this at some point in my life. (laughs) You're like fainting. I'm in. (laughs) I know. I was like, that sounds like a good time. (laughs) 
honestly, let's let's be real here. Uh, this isolation and everything has been tough on all of us, and I'm not feeling super horny lately. And that's, you know, when I do, I pull out my toys and then I take care of business and that's about it, you know? I'm with you. My libido's definitely felt the fact that the world, quote unquote, is ending. And, yeah. And totally know, listeners, that this is totally normal. And Gabby's very well-spoken on this topic. Um, talk. Do you want to talk about how the this affects us or is that yeah, just yeah, yeah, yeah let's talk about it okay so here's the here's the thing literally anything that affects you as a human is gonna affect your libido so that means your hydration levels what you're eating how much if you are at all exercising your quality and quantity of sleep the medications you're taking um, on top of sort of relationship-specific dynamics, like if you like your partner, if you feel loved by your partner, um, your stress levels, all of those things, they affect us as human beings. So obviously, they're going to affect our libido, which is affected by all of those things. Right. Um, stress is the number one thing that impacts our libido, and we're all under a lot of stress. Um, well, and I feel like the uh, pandemic's only the tip of the iceberg there. Like... I'm Canadian, so I'm not dealing with mm. a lot of what you guys are right now, but I feel for you and I'm your emotional support Canadian whenever you need me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so in, in short, if your libido is MIA or is a lot higher than normal or it's kind of all over the place, you feel like you're riding the libido roller coaster, know that that is normal. And um, unless your libido is like actively interfering with your quality of life, your libido itself um, is, is doing just fine. Uh, how about, do you find that people are the opposite and they're actually hornier during this time? Or do you find that it's, it's not really impacted? I think that different people's libidos are impacted in different ways. For a lot of people, sex is a stress reliever, while mm -hmm. for others, they need to de-stress in order to be in the mood. So for a lot of people who find that sex is a stress reliever, they may find themselves more interested in having sex now because they're so much more stressed and therefore need to have more sex in order to relieve it. Right. So I think it, I think it, I think it goes on both sides. Okay, cool. Hopefully you've gotten to know us enough now. Wow, we shared so much. I'm having a vulnerability hangover. And that wraps up the first episode of Bad in Bed, the queer sex podcast. Yay, we did and it. Claps. Um, this is our first episode, so we're just going to remind you and ask you to please, please, please like and subscribe to this podcast share it with your friends. It makes a huge difference. So again, we're Bad in Bed, the queer sex podcast. Next week, we're going to be talking about coming out, being bisexual, multiple sexual identities. I'll talk about some of the hate I've gotten for identifying as a bisexual dyke and so much more. And if you could please follow us on our individual social media accounts, I am at it's Bobby Box on Twitter and at by Bobby Box on Instagram. And Gabby is at Gabrielle Castell on Twitter and Instagram. If you could follow us, that would be awesome. We're pretty great, I gotta say. Yeah.